Cool day, Vlad here. Welcome to Cat Big Fridays, episode number 45, and welcome to 2022. And Which you as you can immediately tell, and then not. I am joined by Mr. Trey, 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 Xavier. I'm getting some echo right away from someplace, so great, great start from me. Gonna find out what's echoing. What is echoing? Is it my voice? Is I am not voice? sure. It wasn't doing it before. If I do, uh, yeah. well, we're off to a great start. We've definitely did all the thing. Are you getting some echo? Because I'm not oh, getting anything anymore. Okay, I just hit <laughs> mute on my mic. Um, ah, there you go. But is it is it better now? It's fine with me now. All is good, as they say in Norway. Okay, so, I didn't. I hit mute, but then I went, turned it back on. And if it's still working, then we're ready to go, bro. Sometimes, sometimes it's like these things are of mysterious nature or something like that. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for watching listening, liking, sharing, subscribing. And I, as always, I have to remind you that there's timestamps in the description. At least when this live thing ends, I'll be adding some timestamps there. And by the way, I guess I should mention Rich isn't here, as you can tell. And we found the uh, American equivalent of Rich. I don't know what that even means. Trey, you're the. <laughs> I, I, I be, I'll just be him. I'll become him. Playing <laughs> the role of, of Rich today is going to be Trey Xavier. Pretend yes. that it's Rich. Hi. Should have, yeah, we should have done like an intro as starring today. <laughs> Trey Xavier as Richard Morgan. <laughs> you know, like some sort of day, like daytime soap, soap opera like intro, and then he would just bring you in. <laughs> just, just have to do like a turn, like some, some sort of pose. Exactly. That's how we do it. Anyway. But yeah, Rich. I hope that I'm at least a reasonable substitute for Rich. I don't have his hair. I don't have any hair at all. He has glorious curls. And uh, I miss mine. I use... (laughs) Technically, I do have very curly hair. I just, you know, shave it all off. uh, Because I don't have enough of it. So... I could... It would, it would just be a few years before I could be as, as glorious as that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a way, I'm jealous of his hair because, like, you don't have to decide what kind of, like, it, it, it's always as it is. Like, there's no, you like, all, the only way to, like, I guess you can get a ponytail if you, like, really let it grow out. But otherwise, like, that's the hair you're going to have. Because I, I have to... Like, I have a lot of options. None of them seem that good. That's why I'm wearing a hat most of the time nowadays. Look, if you have hair, have a, ha- just be grateful for it, okay? I wish that that I is true as well. Have I'm- I ever shown you pictures of me with long hair? Yes, I have seen them. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I, Lovely. I've seen pictures of you at your wedding, I think. Didn't you have, like, a fucking, like, lo- soup? What year was it? That yeah. was 2011. Five. So that's oh, so like, I, it was like up, up here somewhere. Oh, okay. up to my elbow, I think. Yeah. Well, you're like, fit. and the only times, yeah. Go ahead. No, you're 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 from Finland, and that's you know 
probably a lot less weird over there. Most of the Finnish people that I know have super long hair. Of course, they're all metal dudes and bands, but. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, anyway, where, where we, yeah, something Rich is sick, uh, Trey is here <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah. uh, Quicksilver mentions, haha, the flock of seagulls emo thing. What's the flock of seagulls? Uh, is, is it a band? What am I missing? Is it a band? Yes, Flock of Seagulls is a band that is more famous for creating a hairstyle than <laughs> for the music. Like, I cannot, for the life of me, think of what a song of theirs was, but I can see the haircut. It was like a, it was kind of a predecessor to the, like, this kind of uh, emo. Oh. You know? Nice. Um... But that's it. You know, you got to leave your legacy somehow. If it's just in hair. I mean, think about it like this. If they found a hairstyle that didn't exist and created it. I'm impressed. Like came up yeah. with signature enough. They left their mark on history. I mean, nobody will hey, ever history. actually do that unless they're like do it unless you're a, a character in a 80s period piece movie oh it's <laughs> i ran i ran so far away oh sorry i demonetized your video no that's fine that's fine i think it was worth it for the hair history alone hair history, Trace uh, hair history. anyway yeah oh. anyway we were some someplace uh we're gonna obviously talk about trace new songwriting course in a bit or in a we're gonna have a commercial break whenever's clever let's give exactly. people something but yeah i think it's time to give people something they used to expect from the show and one of those things is definitely some gear stuff are we gonna start with that in recent happenings Oh, that was an abrupt ending. Well done, me. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, stream art is confusing. Or maybe I just suck at it. One of the two. Uh, yeah, something that neither of us has really covered, even though one of us is running some sort of like music gear news media type of YouTube channel. Well, it's the YouTube channel, isn't that? But you have a site. Sure. Uh, yeah. For some Petrucci. reason, we didn't get it up on the site. I don't know why. Oh, you you, had, you didn't even do that. I don't think so. Maybe? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Neural DSP has released the Petrucci archetype plugin. And based on all the demos that we didn't release, <laughs> it sounds freaking amazing. Yeah. Uh, I've, so I have it. I've only so far used the default setting. So like you open the plugin <laughs> and the sound that's already pulled up is super sick. I am a nice. um, old school dream theater fan. Um, I've man, I've loved dream theater for like more than 20 years at this point, I think. And being able to just like boop, you get his tone 
just like that is pretty spectacular. Of course, everybody's going to fucking use it now, like everybody and their grandmas. That's true. Everything. But um, for lead tones, I I just want to be a Petrucci clone anyways. So, yeah, same for me, actually. <laughs> yeah, we got a comment from Quick Silver. Am I the only one who thinks uh, that Petrucci looks like the uncoolest bones? <laughs> Uh, or a guy sure. who would um, give you a tattoo at like a at a place that's like reasonably clean, like a B plus yeah. from the Better Business Bureau or whatever. Yeah, is he the Lee, what was his name? Leland Sklar of guitar. Oh yeah, with his beard and his hair. Yes, <laughs> he's the black version. He's like the black head and bearded version. Uh, hello. Um, bots gonna kill that one quickly. Yeah, sorry about that uh but yeah like <clears throat> i've kind of like the previous neuro dsp plugins just based on the demos alone i haven't tried all of them but this one is like petrucci is the guitar hero for me and yeah. i gotta try this out properly maybe do some sort of video with it as well yeah because... I mean, it's a free trial for like two weeks well well that and like petrucci was the one who drove me to the mezzabogi madness because i've owned uh let's see six or seven different mezzabogi amps including the mark four and mark five because oh, wow. of petrucci ah. <laughs> so yeah the APQC uh, is ridiculous i rented one to make uh mm. some camper profiles for my camper profile pack and I would like literally just like scramble the controls and try something different and everything sounded amazing. Like there's no sounds on there that aren't good. Like it would take so much to ruin the sound of it. So I was like, damn, I still don't have one of my own, but do I even need one now? Yeah, that's a question. I mean, I mean, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's not as fun. Though it's highly practical compared to a hundred and twenty watt amp, so what do I know? Yeah. And for like what is the, it? Hundred and fifty bucks or something, two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Mark Five is three and a half grand, maybe. Not sure. So some somewhere like in that price range, at least. Uh, I I kind of want to get a Mark Four again some point get like a two note scapter x or something with it and then just just to have it just to have it just to have it i have a tape uh, where i can blast amps if i want i haven't tried it yet because i've been i just have, i don't have my stuff hooked up um properly yet but i have like i'm gonna have a like henning light uh size <laughs> amps all hooked in through a switcher um, and I'll be able to put it through a cab if I want, if I want to. Oh, that's nice. That is really nice. That'll be exciting. One of these days. My nuggets. Yeah. One of these days. I'm almost, I'm almost ready to do that. I've got the time now. Almost. <laughs> now that your, uh, era of songwriting contest review or like live streams is over now, you actually have time to do something else. Congrats on that, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, back to Petrucci, I guess. Uh, I bet this will sell. I don't know. This this will probably very quickly be the highest selling plugin in the catalog. Like it's easily. guitar is the second most popular signature model guitar of all time. I think I read that recently. I so think I, I saw that. It stands to reason that he would also sell a lot of plugins. <laughs> that is very true. I mean, he wouldn't do it otherwise, right? Like, yeah. That that as well, and like. Weirdly enough, this also makes me more interested in Quad Cortex because I think they've teased that there will be an ability to kind of have these plugins in the unit at some point, to some extent at least. Yeah. And getting that unit with that user interface, it being like a slightly Finnish company that kind of vague about the origins, but I think the headquarters think, is in like Helsinki or some, yeah, somewhere over there. they're in Finland. Uh, the dude who owns the company and runs it is from uh south america somewhere but they're oh. but they're yeah they're in finland so they're enjoying the same time zone challenges we did today so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, we, got it, we got it going we got it going so so are they it seems despite the time zone challenges <laughs> but yeah the, as i mentioned this this got me even more interested in the quad cortex and also seeing like a bunch of people starting to use those live. Seems like a cool unit. Yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I, they're hard to get a hold of now. You can't, you can't. So I've heard. I mean, it's just like everything else these days. Like you, yeah, supply chain issues everywhere and they are not immune, especially probably as a smaller company. It's probably even harder for them to get the parts that they need because there's, you know, huge manufacturing companies snatching all that stuff up because they can, I don't know, they've been in business longer or whatever, but. Yeah, it almost actually seems unfair what kind of loans they had because they, uh, the Quad Codex debuted or at time 2020, which we still have, like, got to attend. Yep. And I remember you did like a quick video of that thing there. And then this little thing pan called pandemic started, and yeah, it's been difficult ever since. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But there's that. Uh, gonna try this out, and most likely post something online. So stay tuned. And I'm assuming you're doing something as well. Uh, actually, actually I, don't I don't really have any particular plans to. Okay. But... Cool. I'll probably wind up using it in some videos, like just yeah. I, you know, every, like everybody and their grandma got a a demo out on the on launch day. <laughs> kind of seems redundant. Middle grandma, yeah, with a weird. And my grandma. Uh, yeah. Uh, another thing that's going to sell bucket loads. PRS shares new SE Silver Sky colors and specifications by Instagram. And yeah, these have been rumored for a while. They've teased these for a while. And we got four first models kind of revealed, I guess. This look nice, though. What do you think of the colors? I think that they match what I think 
John Mayer is going for with his sort of current vibe. Like if you look at these ads, forget the the, the actual colors for a second. The like style of the of the ads. No, no, go go back to the other ones. Uh, yeah, like that kind of. It looks like those like ads you'd see in the back of a magazine, a guitar magazine from like <laughs> the 80s. That and that's his like whole vibe for this album that he's been pushing, you know, like it's got that style. So these colors kind of look like that. Um, the, uh, or, or like, I guess like early nineties more like not so much eighties. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, I literally just grabbed my mouse and started turning the scroll wheel just out of, just like, <laughs> like I could scroll on your computer. That doesn't work. Um, so I no, think it, 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 it kind of has that sort of a vibe to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously they had to do this. I think they probably obviously. put out four colors once again, because of the like supply chain issues. I bet they wanted to do this a year ago and getting even enough, um, to, uh, in, enough of them in stock to bother announcing it. Uh, was probably a huge <laughs> challenge, you know, some like you yep. think like, oh, you think of like, oh, these big companies or whatever they've got, like they got it all under control. But like they're they still have to deal with manufacturing issues. And like it's the same thing. Um, I like the SE guitars a lot. So, you know, they are manufactured overseas, but then they do the setup and everything and the QC in Maryland and every SE that I've played has been super sick. Like, um, yeah. obviously, like, you know, imp import uh, general quality, but um, much better playing and sounding and everything. But um, so I'm, I'll, I'll smash the crap out of one of those. I don't mean smash. Yeah. I'm not going to smash it. You're going to get one and smash it right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm longing so much to get this in my hands. Now I'm going to destroy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rumored prices are like $850 or so or 700 uh, great British pounds. I think SE models are like roughly in that price range. Maybe there's like an extra hundred because it's a John Mayer signature thing. Yeah. But then again, you mentioned like SE is like great. And I, I was really close to buying the Opeth uh, Michael, Michael Oakerfield one back in the day. Just didn't like the logo on the guitar itself. So like that was the only thing that kind of made me rethink. And I think I just bought something else. I think it's smart not to put the name of the person or the band on the front of yeah. the car. Um, I think most signature models that sell better don't have that because yeah. you'll forever be the be a fanboy, like looking like a fanboy. You know, I think the Petrucci models are like general enough that you could play it on stage with anybody and it wouldn't look out of place. Like you could put I always thought that maybe not the um What's it called? Not the uh, uh, not the Majesty so much, but the just the JP. Yeah. Like you could play it at a bar mitzvah and nobody would think twice, you know. Um, same with these. I mean, it's basically a Strat. So, but if it just if it said like John Mayer across the fretboard or whatever, 
people his face on like, the body of the guitar. Oh, they wouldn't be able to look at it, watch you play, and think of anything except that. If you're playing the Opeth guitar, and it has the Opeth logo on it, like, your people will just think, like, what? Everything that you play relative to Opeth. Like, is this heavier than Opeth? Is this less heavy than Opeth? Why you're... I, I don't know. Well, the third question would also be, who or what is Opeth? Right. So, yeah. So, <laughs> one of those three. shredding over my son's 13th birthday celebration? He's becoming a man today. Exactly. Please, yeah. Please. Well, yeah, all I can think of, like, looking at these guitars is the fact that how much Fender messed up, like, making John May angry and leave the company, and him going to PRS and what a win it's been for, I guess, him and PRS, obviously, as well. Because they're, like, really invading the Strat market now. Why? So uh, what? I said, do they hate money or something? Yeah, I... I uh, have you ever heard this story, like or like the rumor story? What happened? No. No. I don't uh, think so there was there was like a guy who John worked with for years. Again, this is rumors. This is the thing I heard from someone else, type of thing. And yeah, there was a guy working at Fender who John worked with for many many years. They were good friends, and for whatever reason. Fender at some point kicked that guy out and John really, really didn't appreciate it. And that kind of led to him leaving Fender and then obviously joining PRS. Wow. Because Paul knew better. I guess. Crazy. Yeah. I want to see this in f flesh, I guess, or in pine or whatever the bodywood was with these. Sorry, flesh? You, you want, want to see, see a flesh-colored flesh guitar? <laughs> no, in flesh. And I don't mean the color, just like being able to go to the store. How are you Americans say this? I don't know. My English not good today. Wait, do you mean, oh, you mean like an actual finish? <laughs> no, just to go to a place and see them in oh, real life. In not, uh, flesh. Oh, you, you, want, want, to you want to play one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I thought you Chris is going to give me an English lesson today. I deserve no, it. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's not, not your English. English. I just. I, I guess it's the difference between in flesh and in the flesh. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> Jesus, Vlad, that's fucking brutal. <laughs> I want to see one covered in human skin. Yeah, I want to see one just with like with a blood, like splatter finish <laughs> shit like a really weird special edition the one video uh, that I did on the um, on the John Mayer guitar the, the other one the not SE one um, yeah was like the, one of the stupidest videos I've ever done it was such a like silly shit post like it was called this guitar only plays one chord um, really, really, really dumb. dumb. So, so if you want to see me playing a guitar that looks like this, like an idiot, I basically played a bunch of meme songs on it. Like it was just a dumb excuse to play meme songs. Lovely. So they're cool. I like it. Yeah. 
Uh, one thing they also made, like there's a small change in the guitar where like the US made version has 7.25 inch radius fretboard, but this one has 8.5, which is actually a bit. I don't remember seeing 8.5 anywhere. 8.5? Not vintage enough. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure that, that I couldn't tell you which one was which if I played both. That's such well, I gotta say, seven point twenty-five is so vintage that I—that's where like I can actually feel the difference, and because I keep threading out the chords, <laughs> it's yeah. So I, like I won't want to do that. Anyways, personally, yeah, but eight point five seems more accessible. But yeah, this, these are going to sell bucket loads for that money, eight hundred and fifty dollars. Probably comes with like a decent gig bag or something like that as well. And I think they mentioned somewhere that they're going to reveal more information on 11th this month. So if you're listening to the show next week, then the information might be out. And you'll know more than we do right now. It's we're the ones talking about it here right now. Yep. And jumping to the next thing. KHDK Electronics. And Scott, okay, not Ian, Ian. No, 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 it's Ian. 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 <laughs> you second-guessed yourself that time. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's 10 p.m. for me already, so it's it's it so just, late. It, it just turned, turned noon here, and uh, uh, that's, that's still that's uh, still early for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, he teams up. Uh, with KHDK Electronics to release a JSL pedal, more metal and clarity, says the article on gearnews.com. Yeah, and Scott Ian is obviously the Anthrax guitar player. This what, looks. What does JSL stand for? Does it say? No. Uh, let's see. JSL, JSL. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a limited edition. That's something I can tell. 333 units. Yeah, all of these uh, KHDK signature pedals, they do a super short run um, yeah. with cool artwork. And like, um, they always sell all the way out. <laughs> um, and then it's on reverb for three times the price. Yep. <clears throat> it's a smart move. Yeah, especially for... Sure. Then you don't. Well, then you don't have to keep them on hand in stock for eternity. You know what I mean? You just yeah, like you just make as many as you're gonna make, and then you sell them out, sell sell them all, and then you're done. Like why? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the it's this is actually you could think kind of think of this as almost like a collaboration between two of the big four because KHDK is mm. Gamut. Kirk oh yeah, and that's Aaron. true. So this is a Metallica Anthrax crossover, kinda. <laughs> the one we always wanted to happen. I mean, the artwork is cool, as Poo Ninja mentions here in the chat. Yeah. Hi, Poo Ninja. It's nice. It's uh. It's nice. Yeah, it's uh. It's like it's silly, but it's so over the top. Uh. Yeah. That um. Yeah. I I think that. 
people who are into into guitar pedals care more about the artwork than anything else a lot of the time or at the very least yes they'll buy novelty pedals just for the artwork <laughs> um so if you're thinking about making a, a guitar pedal slap some sick artwork on there it's worth paying somebody to make something cool even if it's just silly yeah it's just kind of both yeah I, i've bought many pedals where like i for example i've I convinced myself like yes i definitely need like a phaser pedal or i definitely need like a clone style boost pedal even though i don't play anything where like i would actually use it but because like that overdrive looked cool i had to have it on the pedal board and i have it yeah so these are probably like sold out already by the time this show. I know, I'd be willing reaches. to bet that they did not stay. Let's let's try. I'm gonna try right now to buy one. And this is a product page. Let's check it out. I want to ship it to you. Can I add it to cart? Wait, can I actually buy this? I have a discount code. No, I don't. I'm not. Yeah, it looks like they've. Looks like you could still get one. Wow. I'm not going. Oh, this. Yeah, maybe their site isn't up to date. Oh, it's not available yet. I don't know. It might be a pre-order. Could be. Yeah, cool graphics. No idea how it sounds. There's like an Instagram clip of it. But as you mentioned, I don't think people buying this will care how it sounds. They just want one. Care. Yeah, I think it'll. Uh... You know, look, every KHDK pedal that I've played has been pretty awesome. Um, I think they're... Uh, the the guy who makes these, who, like, designs them, is a genius. Um, he's... Uh, he does... I first heard of him because he was doing these modded modules for the Randall modular amp thing, which... Uh, they eventually gave up the license, which is uh, now Synergy Amps. Um, but yep. what he was doing is you could get these like stock uh, Randall modules for it and send them to him, and he would mod them to sound like real amps. Like I had an Angle one that sounded like an Angle Savage, I think, something like that, um, and stuff like that. And they're pretty amazing. He's a, he's a smart cookie. He's uh, from the Czech Republic. I actually got to meet him in the Czech Republic while mm. I was on tour. Super random. We were we were in the city uh, Budweis, Budweis, <laughs> which is where the name Budweiser, the beer, comes from. And yeah, I kind of guessed that seven years ago, right? So I'm I uh, I like posted like I'm gonna be playing in Budweis, and he was like, "Oh, that's you're playing at like the local club. Let's meet up." <laughs> and he was really cool. So. Nice. Cheers to all your success, bro. <laughs> anyway, so, so I'm sure that all that to say, I'm sure this is going to be great. Yep. And from, I, I don't remember actually trying a single KHDK pedal, but from what I've heard, they're good. So just. Or what you heard from me just now. Mix. Yes. You too. Quicksilver uh, says it's uh, actually. Budvice is the old German name. Ah, there you go. 
Well, yeah. only the new things. Yeah, but I can't. Uh, Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah, I can say, say a German one. <laughs> I don't even know how to read Goodbye. the Czech uh, alphabet. It's wild. All those sort of. Uh, as the further you get towards into Eastern Europe, the more little letters that they add and little little things and yes. letters that look familiar. <laughs> and then I'm yeah, like, I'm right, soon... I'm out. Yeah, as soon as you cro cross the Russian board, then you're completely lost. Then it's the, the, it's different letters that you don't have in any other <laughs> languages. Luckily, everybody so that I met in uh, Czech Republic, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Slovakia, Poland, all those places, they speak great English with a really thick accent, but excellent English. Because <laughs> otherwise, I would have been screwed. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about some Ibanez guitars, I thought that now's a great chance to talk about songwriting calls. This is like a very random, unplanned ad, but I think you've been like on a pro promo tour with the whole thing. So pretty much. <laughs> so it's what is like, it? It's kind of like you know they uh, you'll do like the the morning talk shows if you have something wild going on. Like, and here's the guy who pulled a fish. How do, who was dying saved the fish's life. Tell us the heroic story. And, and, I, and it's like, thanks, Ellen. I can tell you about it. So you're Ellen right now, and I'm fish guy. But the, the Ellen, fish and the, Ellen and the fish. Ellen. Sounds like a really poor, like a Disney spin-off. Ellen and the fish. I mean, Ellen was a fish. She played Dory in uh, Finding Nemo. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> She's both. Oh, my God. All right. Um, anyway, let's uh, get back to reality. I'm sorry. I'm going to Songwriting course. You just want to help me promote my songwriting course. Oh, yes. And I'm ruining it. So thank you for bringing that up so organically. So, so smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, just like that. People, people seem to be enjoying it, it which is more important than anything else for me. You know, so, so far, nobody said anything bad about it, which actually makes me a little nervous more than anything else. Because <laughs> I'm like, there's no way it's perfect. Come on. Let me. But. Yeah. Do you want me to just keep talking about it or do you want to ask me? Yes. Well, for people who don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, for people who don't know what it's about, what is it about? It's a it's about every part of songwriting, um, specifically uh, sort of catered towards heavier music. Um, you know, but it's universal, universally applicable. Like you could use all of the things that I talk about in any style. Um, it's, it's just, just that, that rock and metal is kind of what I know the most. most. So, so I actually, in the course, go through and write a whole song. Like you watch me write an entire song start to finish. And then um, there's a lot of like mindset and philosophy stuff as well, because that's also very, very important. Um, especially I, because I think a lot of people are kind of scared to even start. They're worried about doing it, like there's going to be some kind of, I don't know, like there's something that could go wrong or they, I don't really know. Um, but a lot of it is, is that kind of thing, just like encouraging people 
to, to just start and not and just not worry about it because there's, there's no negative consequence that can come from writing a song or trying anything um, artistically with music because nobody has to hear it. Like if you're worried about making something that sucks, you're never going to start. So I'm, like pretty much at the beginning, I'm like, look, you have to stop being so precious about it. Just, just do it. it. If, if it sucks, sucks it doesn't matter. matter. There's, there's no, there's, there's literally n- zero negative consequences except for like 50 bytes on your computer. computer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and, and, and like a little bit of time wasted, wasted which actually, actually there's no such thing as wasting time uh, when, when you're working creatively because it's all there's so much trial and error that goes into it. You have to do the trial. You have to get the errors. You have to fail a lot. And then I just show a lot of super practical things that you can do to get from your initial seed of an idea, your little musical nugget, your motif, riff, whatever, and, and turn it into a whole song. Um, That's where a lot of people have a hard time because they can come up with a lot of riffs or ideas but they don't know how to flesh it out into a whole song. So that's, um, uh, let's see, what do I, what are some good sort of uh, general things that I talk about? Well, okay, for example, throughout the song, I use each different part of the song as an example of how to write starting from a different, uh, like, piece of inspiration. Spicy meat the bow. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> but like, for example, the bridge, I write some chords first, like just a chord progression, um, and then I build everything off of that. Um, the chorus, I start with a melody and lyrics, and build around that. Um, the verse, I start with a guitar riff, and just to show that you can start anywhere. And uh, I, yeah, and then I just basically go through and show you how to do all of the stuff all while talking about it, you know, talking through it. So I think it's mainly cool because something like this, as far as I know, doesn't really exist. Like there are songwriting courses. You have one. There is a Vlad songwriting course. Um, but specifically for rock and metal, as far as I know, I, I I don't know of any other ones. Um, I could be dead ass wrong, but I think people think that you don't need for metal or something. You don't really need to like learn or study or or something, and that's partly true. But at the same time, that's why there's a ton of terrible metal. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm just gonna intervene. I think with metal music, there's like this. Um thing where like okay this guy just learned to shred by himself and then he learned how to write the amazing hit songs by himself and he took like one piano lesson when he was three and that gave him all the knowledge he needed to be successful whereas like really those guys wrote like hundreds of crappy songs and the top 10 they ever wrote are the ones we know them for yeah there's you don't see the pile of of garbage that they made before they made anything that was good. And also, a lot of those uh, type of people, like, 
they found one thing that works, like one formula, and then they just hammer on it for 40 years. Like, it's not so much they're like great songwriters as much as they just found some formula um, and one, like one thing, and then they either hammer on it for 40 years or they build a career on it and then try to do something else because they're sick of it and their whole fan base is like, fuck this. Like, oh, you changed, you sold out, you whatever. Like, you don't play melodic yeah. death metal anymore. You used, like, you know, like in flames, like, uh, you know. Yeah. You did, I mean, whatever. Their new stuff is also, is great. It's very different. But, like, um, that's because they know how to write a song. <laughs> but the same, yeah. you know, the same thing. Like, like it's like the ACDC problem, you know. So um, <laughs> it's mostly about helping people write songs that they will love more than anything else and just helping them to do whatever it is that they want to do in whatever style they've got and um, giving lots and lots of ideas as to different things that they, that they can do. And it's fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be the kind of uh, most... Uh, like frequently asked questions. First of all, do people need to know music theory to get uh, to be able to basically attend the course? No, of course it will help. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, music theory will just help with every aspect of learning sure. music. But you know, there's excuse me, there's nothing in there that will be prohibitive for for you. Um, except maybe the um, part about chord progressions, which isn't, uh, it won't be prohibitive. Like, you're not going to not learn anything. Uh, it's just the words that I'll use, you might not really understand. Because the, the problem, of course, is that there isn't another way for me to communicate certain ideas. Like, they just, it just isn't there isn't another language for me to use. You know what I mean? So in that sense, like if I say the five chord in the key, there's not another way for me to say that. If you don't know what that means, it's okay. Like I, I, I explain it a little bit, but it's not a music theory course. Um, but it, pretty much everything else is absolutely, you don't need it. And I think I explain everything in such a way that you wouldn't need it. So, so don't, don't feel, feel like you have good is. Sounds good to me. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of other. Uh, yeah, what if I don't? Well, you kind of covered that already. But if I don't really play metal, should I still get the calls? It's kind of a very. <laughs> I would. I would <laughs> yeah. say absolutely yes. I mean, rock. Um, any. Really, any genre is this is the same basic elements if it's like if it's like a rock format okay like guitar bass drums vocals keyboards right not writing orchestral music or uh i, I don't know um edm or something right um the basic elements are the same this it's just stylistic choices that you make that will be different i if you're playing reggae um 
all the same things will apply. It'll just, you just add those stylistic things. Like the, you know, in reggae, like, sometimes they'll put the, um, the kick drum on two and four with the snare. Um, or... Yeah, they'll, they'll like, uh, often hit the kick drum with the snare. And, like, I don't talk about that in the course. But... The, the, the idea of, of like, like layering certain, certain things at certain times, making your final chorus like this big event with that's like the kitchen sink version with all out, or going the other way, doing like a super low dynamic chorus or something like that. All the, all these sort of principles will apply no matter what. Yep, sounds good. And uh, I run out of questions at this point. Great, I've covered it all. If I, that, if that I say more, it's going to give all the whole thing away. That's, That's a lie. It's a 15-hour yeah, course. So. We're not going to live stream for 15 hours, so no. No. I hope not. Uh, yeah, if you want to find out more, there's an affiliate link in the show notes. So be sure to check it out to find out more. And yeah, if you've seen any of Trey's like songwriting critique videos or his songwriting videos and stuff like that. I'd like to say he knows what he's talking about. Obviously, it's like limited more to a specific genre, but still. Thank you. I appreciate you, that. You've written some nice songs over the years, so. I like to think so. And, and even, even if I haven't, even, even if you think, think my songs are terrible, I've studied great songs enough to, to analyze, analyze what's great, great about them, them and, and I pass, pass that information, information on to you, you even if I, if you think I can't do it, which is really <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, once again, links in the show notes. Be sure to check those out and it's an affiliate link. So getting the course to that helps me, help, helps Trey, which, where do I need to point at here on StreamYard? There you go, there's Trey. Hi. This feels really better hold, because to me, you all but hold, hold your finger up. We'll touch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reaching to Finland. <laughs> Imagine if our hands would like suddenly appear on the other side. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yes. That. Uh, yeah. Jumping back to some gear stuff. Because this, I guess the show is about gear as well. Gear that you use to write those cool songs. That's seamless yeah, that's integration. Like, that's why it's important. <laughs> yeah, look at that. What a yeah. transition today. What a transition. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some gear that you can use to write those awesome songs. Ibanez brings in the 2022 uh, with RJ Premium and AZ Premium models. So premium ones are the Indonesian-made ones. Right. I think. Yeah, yeah, so. And then the, yeah, then the regular ones are made in Japan and yeah this Ibanez AZ Premium AZ42P1 catchy in gloss black finish finish it's just a gloss black AZ exciting I guess although have, <laughs> have they, they had, had one of those, those thus far, far? Uh, not in the premium range at least um, I think they had one in the Japan made one I mean, that's an easy uh, sell, you know, a, a black guitar. People are going to buy that. Yeah, that's why they keep making them. 
Also, I like I, the uh, matching headstock. A lot of the AZs have a natural headstock. I don't like that. I don't like it. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, man. that's the British. It's like Rich is here. It's just like he's here. Although, of course, now we're looking at this next one. And it's still uh, not black headstock, but it's not doesn't match the top. <laughs> like with with yeah, with the seven string one, I actually like to have like maybe like because these are also like roasted next, like that roasted maple would actually look better than black one. Why is it finished black? And what is that color supposed to be? Uh on the body? They don't say. Uh it's like a popular bird. Yeah. I think it looks pretty cool. Ah, I but, see. But throw it on the headstock too. Come on. Yes. Hey, come on. Come on. From the piece. <laughs> toss it on the headstock. Come on. It looks so much better. Come on. God, I you know, when there was that whole thing about um Rosewood, how they were like kind of what was it? The Sites thing, like where they you could yeah. get Rosewood. I was so stoked for that because I hate rosewood fretboards i hate them <laughs> and so they found like so uh for a while the guitars were coming out with maple and ebony fretboards and rosewood was out and now and then they yeah. kind of loosened up the regulations i guess and now we're getting rosewood fretboards again oh good yeah though they're also replacing those with some what what laurel something uh, like that yeah that too yeah, they, they, oh, I don't they know. were rushing to find alternative woods to replace it with because they were like, uh, <laughs> ruh -ruh. yeah, honestly, like the neck I like the most nowadays is just like baked maple with like maple fretboard. That's my go to if I could choose. I like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about a maple fretboard most of the time. Yeah, it's but nice and simple, often, often ebony as well. Yeah. Uh, third guitar is the AZ Premium AZ47Q, uh, 47, no, 47471QM, uh, quilted, Q for quilted, I guess, quilted maple top. Yeah, another, like, a very, cool. yeah, looks very Iowanist to me. And that's not, I, and I don't mean that as a bad thing, that's how they've made guitars for I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. I like, I like a nice quilt. Yeah. That reminds me of the, they have the S series as well. That kind of looks a bit like that. It's like a, if an S series guitar and RG had a baby, that's how it would look like. <laughs> yeah. Guitar yeah. babies. Do you know why they didn't do... Um, these guitars for so long why they never had a proper strat style guitar uh, i do not time. they straight up you know they got sued into the fucking stone age in the um uh, like the late 70s because they you know ibanez started out making copies and mm. they got just hammered in these lawsuits i can't believe they still exist um but so it was it, it was good in a way because they started making a bunch of very original models that are the ones that I think they're obviously more known for, like the RG. And that was their jam for the longest time. And I guess they, they were just um, gun-shy about 
about making a Strat copy or a Strat style guitar. They didn't even have one that was that had three single coils in it until uh, <laughs> whenever I dropped the that one video with uh, Jamie Humphreys. Uh, what is it called? The e- uh anyway what it was um literally uh less than a year ago i mean it was not even six months i think oh so they, because I, I was thinking like yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it was, it again. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i think like the first that was like closest that was oh come on what, what's his name andy timmons signature guitar i think that was the first one that was like yeah. even close to a strat yeah and uh, yeah quick silver asks aren't these guitars super expensive for japanese made guitars for japanese made no no for japanese made no but indonesian made yeah uh still no i guess no that's definitely high for indonesian but those are the those aren't the those prices are that'll actually be that's the um yeah. what are the, uh they call that like the msrp here i don't know what rrp means um, yeah, it's like a, but know, a, a estimated price from which they will then kind of. It's usually less than that. It'll yeah, it'll definitely be a lot less than that. Um, but yeah. still, uh, still, that's. I think even what it'll be down from that is that's kind of a lot. But that's kind of how it's going, you know. Just in general inflation. This that would be a, a, even that these prices. In general, would be a great price for a Japanese-made guitar. Yeah, or at least around about what I would expect. Yeah, the, I mean these don't come with like they also like these don't come with some random pickups. They come with like proper Dimasios, which already ups the price. Uh, so and Goto hardware and stuff like that. So these are like just really good professional-level guitars. Yeah. There's an RG Primo, like, yeah, this is the Ibanez I know. And kind of like, though I would never buy a guitar like this. <laughs> well, 16... I love neck crew guitars. To, to me, the neck well, crew is the jam. So I think this is cool. Um, I mean, I don't like that one. The gray one I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't like the Floyd Rose type of bridge, just because I hate setting it up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm very like when it's set up, it's great, but <laughs> I just hate to set up so much. Yeah, yeah this I think, I think this one right here is the jam. Um, you can't see what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. great one in the middle here. Although I don't like the block inlays. I don't know. I'm incredibly shallow when it comes to guitars. Well, there's so many choices that you can get exactly what you want, basically. So I think yeah. it's okay to be picky. Yeah, I'm fine. And if you're spending $1,500 or so on this, I think you can then complain about not wanting to have block inlays. I think that's fine. That doesn't make you too shallow, I'd say. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for like seeing like the RRP, whatever that means, prices start from 2000 US dollars. Indonesian made one like there's definitely inflation happening and I don't know if they have like shortages for guitar related gear that much but yeah yeah prices are going up that yeah yeah 
Toca, yeah, Quicksilver also mentions Tokai guitars are cheaper for a full thickness Les Paul, for example. Uh, yeah. Tokai is also difficult to compare because, like, in Finland we have access to both Gibsons and Tokais pretty well. And while they look very similar, like, my personal take on the guitars is that they don't feel, like, even close when it comes to, like, just how those guitars feel. Like, if I would get, like, a 1500 or 2000 euro Tokai and a Gibson Les Paul, they feel very different. I don't like, like, how thickly, like, how thick the lacquer on the Tokais is, for example. Like, as Japanese-made instruments, they feel fantastically, like, fantastically finished and, like, all the polishing and everything is perfect. But they just feel, I don't know, not my thing. <laughs> Do you have Tokai guitars in the US? I don't think you have those. You can't sell them. They look too much like Les Pauls. Yeah, well, they make a, a pretty big line of stuff. And they were, like, trying to break in. Like, I talked to them at NAMM once. I don't know. They, 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 they're kind of like Ibanez in the sense that they have this very broad range uh, from very, very cheaply made stuff to very high-end stuff. I... Um, um wait, wait is that, that am i thinking of the right company yeah, yeah. Uh, uh but, but we, we don't, don't i don't think we really get them here, them here. you know yeah. what i, I might be thinking of the wrong company, company actually now that i say it out loud <laughs> uh, uh i think maybe maybe was, you know what yeah i'm crazy scratch strike all that i was thinking of a different company um i was thinking of tagima ah there you go tokai right Kai yes. mostly, mostly makes, makes uh, yeah, mostly, mostly makes copies that are that are too close. Yeah, and they like they can sell those in EU because at some point EU rule that you cannot at least like patent the body shape. I think they decided that headstock is something that you can like patent, right. but with guitar bodies not so much. This is something that I discussed with a local lute here. Who knows? What he's talking yeah. about so i believe him yeah but yeah so i like talking guitars are very prominent in the like beginners guitar market here oh. you can get something decent for like 150 200 euros oh okay there you go and that looks exactly like a strat pretty much so i remember um uh uh yari from winter sun recorded that whole first uh, Winter Sun album, most of it on a Takai Telly. Oh yeah, I remember hearing that. It's true. Explain, yeah. Now that I think of it, it explains the rhythm guitar sound on that album. It's very unique, clanky. In, yeah, he yeah. A heavy telly tone, like yeah. Got a, you really hear the hear the string like sounds. <laughs> It's, I think it makes me appreciate that it, yeah, it makes me appreciate it even more because like playing that stuff on a telly hats off yeah he's do it literally as well but I'm not gonna do it right now and yeah last piece of news we want to cover is Samsung uh, to premiere a LED fretboard guitar this week and this comes from GearGuards yeah. Not not sponsored. Yay. Uh, looks like a guitar that has LEDs. 
on its very board. And I think there's like an app that they're pairing this with. Yeah, I wonder and... um, if it's kind of like the... Um, what are the other two that are like this? So there's uh, the Fret Zealot, which actually you can yeah. get. You can get my guitar, at least one of my uh, Relationships guitar courses on the Fret Zealot, and it lights up with what's on the screen. So if you get a Fret Zealot, <laughs> you can uh, totally take my course on there um, if you have the subscription. And then there's the other one the that has, so that's like a sticker and uh, that you put on yeah. there. There's another one that you buy the guitar, and it's, it's oh, the Fret Light. And it's built mm. in. <laughs> it's built in. I wonder if this is going to be like that. Sure looks like it. Wouldn't just as Robert Beck had a ball like that or something. Well, technically, but I think that it was just the dots that light up. Yeah, I think it's, it's like this the... way it show, shows you where to play the chords. I would love to like get a guitar like this and like upload some like Ingvi tracks in it and just see it go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> just all the Ingvi arpeggios. Uh, is this a good way to learn a guitar? What do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, I think it could probably be very, very... Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think it could be very, very helpful... <laughs> Um, like when I've used the, um, the fret zealot, I think I spent so much time, um, I don't know, worrying about the technical aspects of it, that it's, it's, a, it's probably a good way because there's the, you know, there's the part of learning the guitar where you literally just have to figure out where to put your fingers. I yep. think if you hit a certain point past that it might be overkill but i don't know um i think the name is is kind of funny because so Z zamstar so like my one of my korean friends pointed out to me that samsung means three star so sung is star and in korean il e sam three sam is three so the fact that it's called zamstar it's kind of just means Samsung, <laughs> like, but I mean, it makes sense, you know, star, like they're little twinkly stars. Picking hand gets no such instructions as Boon Ninja. You're right. Yeah, that's the thing. But, you know, there's only so much. Yeah. They can do. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm not sure. It could be cool. It could be cool. It, it could be cool and useful, but then also, like, yeah. Because now you're following the LEDs, you're not even following the fret markers on the guitar. I don't know. Very hard to tell. It could be helpful at, at the very beginning, like, because translating what you're looking at on, like, a sheet music or even tabs, like, translating that onto guitar, if you're a complete beginner, could be difficult. That would make more sense. Like, press, put your first thing, index finger here and middle finger here, and like that. That that could help. But yeah, as soon as you start playing, like, you get past that point. Not sure. Yeah. Or maybe this is the perfect way to learn all the Ingvian arpeggios. <laughs> Who knows? Could be. Yeah. Well, I think this is a quick silver. 
Yeah, Quicksilver also brings out a great point of like, you may also run into over-reliance on where to put your fingers when practicing scales. Not sure if it promotes muscle memory long term. Do not know. Maybe. <laughs> Martin Friedman, <laughs> augmented wrist brace available soon, says Pony. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you think about it, it's really just another way of uh like showing what the music is like tab show yeah. tells you where to put your fingers right it's not really any different from this it's just a different format it's just a different uh way of displaying that information like people who read sheet music who, who read you know the the grand staff like probably look at tabs and they're like the fuck is this like it literally shows you where to put your fingers that's cheating um this is essentially the same thing but instead of on the page it's just on your guitar so it's not really any i mean it's different from tab but it's not any better or worse yep yeah i think i think that the interesting point is that it like it doesn't teach you anything about the picking hand it's just where to place your fingers which I guess could help at the very beginning, but yep. otherwise I am not sure. Uh, no word on the price or anything like that. They just unveiled this at CES 2022. And from what I've heard, CES is one of those shows like where, what was the percentage? Maybe like 2% of the products announced they actually like go into production or something like something ridiculous. Is it really just that? Oh my gosh. I went. I went one year, and it's pretty fun. It's, it's huge. It's like oh, man times three. It's enormous. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it was like this year because probably you know. Yeah, is it? All, yeah, were they even, like, were they able to attend anywhere? I guess US is like a bit. Some places are open at least. So. Yeah. Still oh, mentions. Well, Imagine someone. It's uh, it's, uh, it's still, still going, going till tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Maybe there's a video available online. Someone trying out this guitar. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quick still mentions. Uh, Imagine someone playing this live and learn, learning just leaning just on the dots to play a solo. <laughs> and the guitar runs out of batteries. Oh, and yeah, lot stop working. I oh, feel yeah, like if, this, if you try, if you're, if you're trying, trying to do this live. live you fucked up real bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I would say this is still like more useful than Guitar Hero 3 that I spent way too much time playing in my teens. Uh, but yeah. Actually, like as a show, like show element would be cool. Like uh, you would kind of program the solo in the guitar and like it would follow where your fingers hit. You can imagine like a dark stage and you're doing that. That would be cool. But well, otherwise, that's still the only use I can think of it for, yeah. for myself. Well, if you, uh, uh, you saw um, at the bottom of the article referenced the Chris Letchford guitar, um, yes. that's basically what that is. It, you can see ah, I see. videos um, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing that. It's, it's uh, similar but less... Um, what's the word? Um yeah, it, it's 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 just for show specifically. It's not for learning like this one is. Obviously, this, yeah, this is a learning tool. Yeah. 
all right. So I think we will have to let Trey go soonish. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah, yeah I, I gotta, gotta go do my my stream. <laughs> I'm, I'm double uh, double, double streaming. streaming. <laughs> and I got yeah. yeah so, so I'm gonna start, start about thirty minutes from now on my channel. Um, yeah. So, so let's quickly do a weekend watch and say goodbye. And Cat Big Fridays will be back next week. With the, I think the original cast that you know and love instead of this guy. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have you again, at, back again at some point. Anytime. Because it's fun. Because it's fun. All right. We can watch and we're going to wrap up. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Video. It's not like we have anything else to do. Yeah. This week's We Can Watch is something pretty useful. Sammy G, also known as Samurai Guitarist. I think his name, real name is Steve, which is like the most Canadian name I can think of. <laughs> I met him once. He was really nice. And he was really excited when I, he heard I'm from Finland. He was like, hey, I love Finland and all the hockey teams and stuff like that. And by the way, I'm not sharing the screen properly. Thank you, StreamYard. There you go. Okay, there's an ad for his stuff. We don't need that. But yeah, he has a video that's called The Best Guitar Chords uh, You've Never Heard Of. And yeah, just shows you some really cool chord, like alternative ways to red chords or add some like embellishments to them and he not only shows you the chords but then kind of gives you an example how to use them i found this video really cool and kind of inspiring I need to try a few of those out especially like i might have some like acoustic guitar gigs coming up this springtime kind of want to up my acoustic guitar game a little bit because it's most likely me and my sister who she she just sings well, I shouldn't say just. just she's sings. an amazing, she's an amazing singer, and I don't want to like be just like jamming that one like C G D chords. I want to make it interesting to kind of help her shine even more. Yeah. And videos like this help a lot. <laughs> yeah, the best chord number two in the video, like the Dave Matthews chord. <laughs> Dave like Matthews that. does have a pretty unique style of uh, of guitar, you know. Yeah. I was not like I don't really like his music in general, or like what oh, I just I just don't feel very strongly about it either way. It's it's cool. It's, yeah. it's nice. I've actually seen him in concert twice, not by not just because I had a friend who was like, "Hey, you should come. Let's go see Dave." <laughs> um, and it's whatever. It's fun. Um, but he's got this uh, pretty unique style of of playing acoustic guitar. Um. It's like it's like jam band music, but he never takes a solo. He's higher, you know. He's got the violin, saxophone, and everybody else is yeah. jamming, and he's just. Yeah. If you get a chord named after you, just like the haircut on the uh, flock of seagulls, you've made it. You've you've. But you've made yeah, something unique exactly. and jammed into the cultural unconscious. It's great. Exactly. If you, yeah, if somebody calls your your playing style Dave Matthews chords, you've made it, I think. Yeah, but super useful video and inspiring. 
uh, I need to start practicing this because, as I mentioned, I want to up my acoustic guitar game. Uh, I've been strumming the CGD chords way too much <laughs> as of late. Need to yeah. take it to the next level. So there's that. Yeah, links to this as to everything else in the show notes. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And I once again remind you, everything in the show notes. So be sure to check those. Trey, thank you for taking the time before oh, your yeah. other gigantic six plus hour stream. <laughs> this is like a warm up. Yeah, yeah, just, you know. And I can check you in a couple of minutes. Like, are you like immediately like, like fired up and ready to go as you start that? Exactly. Usually I'm kind of like, all right, here we go. <laughs> I'll be all right. I just woke up. This is my coffee. <laughs> all right, dude. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We shall have you again and trace course link stuff in the notes as well. Yeah, I gotta let you go. Thank you so much for watching, listening, liking, sharing, subscribing, things like that. Bye, internet. Gonna hit the outro. The thing we do here, like we have a really professional ending, which goes, bye podcast. Bye podcast.